Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed. While you're there, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can help make 100 Watts and a Wire listener supported. Click the donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and a Wire gear, and more. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Create your own band opening. ICOM's newest SDR transceiver, the IC9700, is coming soon. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information. And LDG. LDG leads the industry in customer service. Every LDG product comes with a two-year parts and labor warranty, and it's fully transferable. If you ever sell or give away your LDG tuner, the remainder of the warranty goes with it. For more information, visit ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello. This is Christian Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And uh, you're finding me at the intersection of life and amateur radio. Got to tell you, this weekend, the bizarre weather continues, friends. It's not so bizarre. I guess we're looking at uh, spring around the corner, but man, it was the first lightning and thunder unplugged session of the year. I was unplugged almost all of Saturday because of it. And I get it, man. Uh, And then the winds came whipping through like you wouldn't believe on Saturday night. So the weather is uh, doing what she needs to do. And I am doing the walk and talk out to the antenna garden here to check on my lines. The wind was so much that, you know, I suspect there could be some issues. So we're going to do that together. All right. We first come to the hex beam, which is not quite where she needs to be. She's up and in a safe place. Hello, Al. An owl just came down from a huge pine tree and they are majestic. It's like a free fall. It's like a jump and fall down into the valley. It's a little chilly here this morning too. The uh, hex beam, I mean, we're looking at uh, maybe just about 20 feet tops. I need to get it up uh, here in the next several weeks. Uh, That's going to become a project that we'll talk about here on the show. Uh, But not today. Uh, Still a little too cold, a little too wet. We had some snow on the ground. It's all melted and lots of lots of rain. But the uh, hex beam seems to be all right uh, on first glance. We're also looking at a 20 meter uh, double bazooka that looks okay. However, I can tell that it's support here on the end that holds the leg up. Uh, is shifted. I'm just trying to pull it back and by shifted I mean the ground is getting wet and the weight is uh, pulling it. I'm gonna have to reinforce that. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take another stake and put it behind it and tie off sort of like a trailer hitch knot and rope to keep it What's happening is the uh, center piece and the wind has moved it in the ground. The ground got so soft, in other words, that it's moving uh, uh, the end with the weight in the ground. So we're going to have to look at that. But the antenna itself is okay. Uh, 20 meters doing all right. Happy to report. Uh, Moving a little further into the garden, 
I see a 40 meter double bazooka. Uh, it looks good, fine. Damn, it's it's, it's got a little bite to uh, it's got a little bite to the uh, wind here. I talked about a little last week that I uh, have buried some of my 213 coax, and Don asked me a question about that. I'll talk about that in a little bit. I just need to remember that. Uh, the antennas for 80 and 40 look okay. Nothing hanging down. I tell you, it's really whipping. I'm not fooling now. Yesterday was a day that makes you want to get out here and make sure everything's okay kind of day. Here's another end. Uh, this one is a 40 meter. And what I do is I take these fence posts that you can find at the market, like, uh, you know, your hardware store. They're kind of green, metal. You bang them into the ground. Well, the ground hardens and softens and uh, it tends to move them a little bit uh, toward Ah, there goes, the, there goes another owl. So it's a pair of owls living up in an, a, an old pine tree. That pine tree's up about, oh, 100 feet. Maybe, not quite that. All right, so these antennas here look okay. And we need to walk a little further out to check the 160. This is the girl that's out here in the woods with those long legs. And, uh... Now, if the wind is whipping across this microphone, it's my apologies. Uh, I'll keep this one short because it's cold. It's cold. We're going to come back out. The sun is out today. We're going to come back out and poke around a little bit. All right, first glimpse on the uh, the uh, 160. This end looks okay. It looks good. And I think we're going to be lucky here. I'm, the space in between the uh, the words here is my looking and I'm out here with my little dog too I got to keep an eye on her a coyote would like to snack on her she's just a little dog uh, good morning um, all right so it looks like the end of the 160 is fine and it looks like friends all antennas are still up I made a contact to Canada early this morning and uh, had a little QSO there on the 7300 and the 40 meter antenna was doing fine. So uh, all in all, friends, this is kind of the start of how spring goes for me. These storms come whipping through, coming off the rivers. And uh, I don't live too far from where the rivers meet, the Missouri and the Mississippi River. And so we get a lot of wind that'll come through. And uh, of course, the natural storms that we all get come springtime. But it leads me to coming outside and checking things out quite a bit. And that's cool because I like it, but it's still pretty cold here in early March. Not, not even St. Patrick's Day yet or any of that. So I'm a little early to be checking so much. Okay, well, that was just a quick walk and talk. Got a lot coming up on the show this week, including a friend of mine from Florida who was uh, doing a really successful YouTube channel. And I uh, decided, you know, I got a lot of other things I want to do. And uh, he stopped for a while. He may bring it back. But I've been after him uh, to come join us here on 100 in our sandbox. And uh, keep it low-key and do it as he wants to do it. And so I think, um, I think he'll join us at least for some of the time. Part of the coax that I buried last week. I popped up. Hey! 
this little dog his big heart and his big attitude like she's out here in the country like she's gonna do something if she sees she'll chase a deer but she's about five pounds so she's like a snack for something that would want to do it back to the coax I need to put a little bit more underground here uh, the wind and maybe this is a good lesson for me what I tried to do is I buried from the switcher to uh, where it starts to go up to its particular spot in the tree. I tried to put a bunch of that length and distance underground and maybe the wind is teaching me a lesson here that I need to give it a little bit more space um, so it has a little bit more room to to blow around. In other words, I think this um, wind had came up through and uh, whipped the coax so much that you know, it pulled it out of what I buried, and I didn't go very deep with it. And uh, it's all just a test anyway. It's to uh, put some of it underground so I can do some more weed eating around here when I need to and and not you know, worry about clipping off uh, some coax. But there you have it. A little cold, guys. I'm going to head back and do our thing. Uh, my friend Tony's coming up. I mentioned him. Hopefully he'll join the Team 100, give us some reports. He likes to do a lot of... Uh, QRP operating and uh, it doesn't matter where he goes he just likes to do that out and uh, it has a lot to do with where he lives and restrictions and that kind of thing so he's either mobile or he's portable and he's he's uh he gets out there and uh, what I want to do with the special ops segment is highlight some of the other areas of this great hobby and service that we uh, share that I don't get out to do you know you can't can't do it all so you get what i'm going through and what i'm dealing with but uh, i'm also going to introduce you to some other people who are into satellites and the next generation of amateur radios and contesting uh, qrp operating and off-grid that sort of stuff um, because although i love it i don't live it every day and uh, i want to bring that to you in real time so that's what we'll do all right we'll take a break and we'll come back and uh, talk some more next whether you say 73 or 73, even 73s, we're still 100 watts and a wire. ICOM's newest SDR transceiver, the IC9700, is coming soon. This new radio is bringing direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. The IC9700 all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features such as dedicated amateur satellite operation, a color touchscreen, D-Star capability, RF direct sampling on 2-meter and 70-centimeter bands, dual independent receivers capable of full duplex operation, as well as dual watch, and 100 watts max output power on 2 meters, 75 watts on 70 centimeters, and 10 watts max on 1.2 gigahertz. Visit icomamerica.com backslash amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. And BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium iron phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit bioenopower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W-E-R.com. Or contact dealers nationwide. It's Christian. Kilo zero, sweeter than honey, girl. All right, let's uh, share a few updates here, or upgrades, I should say, 
Well, there's actually a couple of new hams uh, joining the fray here. DJ is 10 years old. He's Kilo November 4, Sierra Mike United. Congratulations and welcome to the hobby, DJ Eric. Also, November 0, Alpha Delta Victor. Two new technicians to report. Uh, so they're brand new, folks. Treat them kindly. Show them what it's about and how we do's it. Also, Eric, Kilo Echo 8, Echo Alpha Romeo is a new general. He's going to be enjoying his new band privileges on HF. So, uh, well done, guys. If you're studying, you will prepare and you will pass your test and get into this great hobby that offers so much to us. And there's so many different aspects to the hobby that uh, I decided after, I don't know, 180 episodes or whatever it was, that I simply can't, I can't cover it all. It's a lot. You know, it's like having a news agency. It's its own big thing from digital modes to HF, VHF, UHF, uh, marine, uh, mobile, you know, there's so much. I'm back out here looking at the antennas again without the little dog. Uh, she's uh, back in there with Mama under the covers. Did I mention she's two years old and weighs five pounds? It's one of those little dogs you could throw in your pocket. Literally, some of our big carpenter pants pockets would hold this dog. Uh, right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm walking around to check to see what sort of fell wood we're looking at. Uh, because anytime the wind whips through here, I'm lucky I still have my antennas up. And I've made a lot of mistakes, guys. Uh, in my first couple of years on HF, I used to put these uh, antennas up and I would string I would string them so tight they were like a guitar and uh, the trees move. You know, how did I not see this? I don't know, but the trees move and they would snap my wires and my antennas and I would just be crestfallen. Uh, and I would wonder, like, is this for me? What am I doing? And sometimes we don't pick up on all the cues that are given to us. I'm pretty sure I was told, you know, you know what you can do is on these ends of these dipoles, you can put a bucket and a little bit of sand. And I probably didn't even listen or hear it. I was probably thinking, get on the air, get on the air, get on the air, do it, do it, do it, do it. You know, people use bricks. I use a combination of bricks and uh, window sashes, window weights. You can find them on eBay. Uh, tip there though if you're gonna buy some window weights do a search for window weights and look for the ones that say free shipping Because these things you know you can buy different weights one pound five pounds seven pounds um, And they're great and I love them, but uh, you get involved with shipping here and you're gonna be way up high So if they say free shipping, they're making a mistake take advantage of that uh, pay pay a low fee. I think about five dollars a piece is probably about right. Now we're looking up at the 160, which isn't very high up in the air, but she serves us well. Uh, we get across the country. I don't think I've worked DX with 160 here. It's only about I don't know 55 feet. Uh, being honest with you here, you know, my 80 meters are a little higher than those. Uh, but back to the window weights. You know, look for those. Pay about four or five bucks a piece for them. I mean, they're old Victorian-era window weights that would keep your windows down and weight them down. There's a deer. You're not going to hear it, but what a big white tail. 
the one, two, three now. Comes another four. Four. They're all young deer. Not big, big majestic bucks, but uh, they live here and there's no stress. I don't hunt the deer here. I, <clears throat> I do a little fishing and uh, catch and release, but I don't hunt the deer. But they're so pretty. Don't you go stepping on my wires now, though. Then we're going to have a problem. I will wrestle a deer. I will, I will outrun you and catch. Okay, that's all lies. All lies. $5 a window weight seems reasonable. Buy yourself uh, a couple. You know, each antenna would need a couple. Woo, wind. Uh, what they do is they weigh down your ends, and they can move now. You're not tying off to the tree. You put yourself a little, what do they call it, an eye loop? I never did figure out what they're called, but it's like a little screw with a hook on the end or something like that, or a little circle on the end, and run your rope through it, tie it off to a bucket, tie it off to a window weight, tie it off to a brick, and it will allow the antenna end to move in the wind as your trees move, and you won't snap. The most snaps I see, and pardon the uh, heavy breathing, I'm sure our... Uh, International shortwave listeners are like, dude, what's this all about? He's kind of, he's kind of sexy. Uh, well, we're outside here. I should have said that again. We're out back outside. Um, and what I do here on this 80 meter leg right here, I've got something laying across it. It's not a limb. It's like a weird, I don't know. It's something from a tree. And what I'll do is I'll come out here and I'll just pull these down a little bit because the wind will pull them and they'll move and shift and they'll get a little saggy, but that's what you want. It sure beats snapping and it's probably the most important piece of advice uh, I've been given in terms of keeping my dipole antennas up in the air. It's giving them that flexibility on the ends. Uh, Don, Don wrote me after last week's show asking me about uh, direct berry coax. I use 213. I save up. Uh, I'm not a rich man. I'll take and save and save uh, to buy quality one time if I can. You can use other things, of course. This is a hobby that uh, it's, it's what you make it. I tend to save up my money and buy coax that I can bury. And that isn't very lossy. And um, so I like 213. And uh, I use that out here in the, uh, in the garden uh, with my dipoles. And you can direct bury that. And he asked about my, um, my set, my setup. So from my house, I've got about 150 feet to my switcher. And uh, that 150 feet is my lawn. And I don't want to have cable you know, something I need to cut and run over and weed eat. So I bury from my home, out the window, out to my switcher. Switcher starts to get me deeper into the woods. Uh, so I chose to, to pick this spot. And I'm hanging my antennas over oak trees. Um, they don't sway as much, but they do move and they do break and they do drop uh, deadwood down a lot. But you know, look, so anyway, I bury the coax to the switcher, and from the switcher, I'll run out the antennas. Now, Ameritron will make a switcher where you'd only need to run the coax to it. Uh, if you go more than, I say, four inputs or larger than four antennas on the Ameritron switchers, they make others, 
uh, you're going to have to run another cable along with it that will control from the inside switcher. So the remotes need to talk to each other. Ameritron's four input, four antenna switcher will run only with uh, a coax cable. Um, and so you don't need to run two if that's as, as many as you need. If four is enough, then that's a cool that's a cool deal. You have a remote on the inside at the station. You have the remote box outside. The coax does the talking and the switching. Uh, no need for the second wire. Um, that said, I've got two two wires running uh, for the switcher because I'm uh, I'm looking at eight antennas outside. Uh, anyway, from the switcher to the where the antennas go up into the trees, I did a little burying last week. I will determine if I like it or not. So essentially my switcher has the cables coming out, they go underground, they may run 20, 25 feet underground, and they pop back up maybe two or three feet to where they start to head up into the trees. Uh, so Don, if you want, you can look at 213 cable. It's not cheap. Um, again, save your money if that's what you want to do. There's other ways to do it. I don't uh, put my coax in conduit the run is just so much and I can't I can't my my wife is a sweetheart I cannot just go digging up my yard and drop conduit I can't do it now we all can't do everything uh, just perfectly or just so some people can some people can uh, implant telephone poles into their you know acreage and get an antenna up there perfectly uh, they have the money in the land most of us have to compromise our antennas or the way we do things, and that is perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. All right, I got Tony coming up. Everybody's like, who's Tony? Who's Tony? What's going on with this Tony? You'll find out here in just a little bit. I'm going to take a break. We'll come back. I'll welcome him to uh, Team 100 to talk about QRP operations. Uh, I mentioned YouTube before. Here's a nice branch down. A bunch, actually. Small stuff. But, you know, if this hits you on the head, you'd be, you'd be hurting. Anything bigger than this puts you in a hospital. Anything bigger than that, you might be damned. You gotta be really careful with this fallen wood. I talked about YouTube. I'm uh, reconsidering a uh, revival of YouTube. Uh, my position, I'm asked about it a lot, especially by makers. Uh, folks who make product, sell product. I'm not a review per se kind of guy. I get it. I totally understand why people would want reviews. I want to see these antennas and why people love video. Uh, that said, you know, I want to feed this show uh, good content in the audio realm too. I'm not against the YouTube channel. But what I'm doing is I'm putting together an exploratory team. Not to run for president in 2020 but to see if I can get a team of contributors. I mentioned treating it like the news um, or a real channel that creates content and having different contributors who do different things um, interests me. And another way to put that is, you know, daddy doesn't want to feed another mouth by himself. Uh, I'm going to need a team of people to help me out. And I think I'll hand select some people and we'll see how it goes and let them pick pick different facets, maybe some builds, what have you, and take a look at it closer. So um, if you love YouTube like I do, 
I don't, you know, I watch it for different reasons. Um, I'm, I'm considering it and I want to do it right because like with the net and like everything else, if, if it's not right, you might as well just put it on hiatus or pull it out, you know, that kind of deal. It's just, uh, it has to be right. And for us to do a YouTube channel, it's going to have to be the same as the audio, uh, where it's easy enough for people and they're not getting sketched out, uh, or stressed out. And uh, it comes easy. So I'm listening. I'm looking into it. And there's a chance that we'll start a 100 Watts and a Wire YouTube channel here in the coming weeks. So I would love for all of you who listen to me and subscribe to the podcast through the website 100 Watts and a Wire uh, to keep an eye on that. Please subscribe to this show. It's most important is the mothership. Everything else supports it, whether it's our net, our social media outlet, uh, with Facebook and Twitter or on shortwave radio across the world. Um, you kind of have to support it or else people start to kind of pay out of pocket to do it. Paying out of pocket becomes a pain. It becomes another thing that you don't, you know what I mean? It becomes this cycle of, oh, no. Eh. You just want to really cover cost when you get involved in some, uh, some of this stuff. Uh, I don't know who's making money in the ham radio world, especially in the people who are creating the content. If anything, you're paying money. Uh, but anyway, that's a little bit longer of a rant just to let you know that uh, if we get into it, I want to make sure we do it right. I want to have good people who can contribute on a regular basis and people that you enjoy looking at and visiting uh, from week to week. There you go. One of them who I really enjoyed is Tony. Tony's going to take us out and do a little QRP and tell us why he loves that, that way of operating. Next. This is 100 Watts and a Wire. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed station, portable and remote. Matching your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. Our focus is on anticipating and meeting our customers' needs and providing them with world-class support as they install and use our products. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable when you sell it, with no paperwork required. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. And PowerFilm Solar. PowerFilm manufactures durable, lightweight, rollable, and foldable solar panels that will take your ham radio setup to the next level, making it more portable than ever before. Visit PowerFilmSolar.com for more information. From wireless to Wi-Fi, this is 100 watts and a wire. Do you hear that? That's nature, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm out here walking the trail and looking for a spot to set up a QRP station. Hope everyone is doing well out there in uh, the 100 Watts in a Wire podcast family. My name is Tony. My call is Kilo 9 Alpha Romeo Victor, K9ARV. And Christian asked me 
to say a few things about why I love QRP and setting up QRP in the woods. Portable stations. I gotta tell you, it's the only way I operate. <laughs> the HOA's uh, situation at the home QTH, I can't um, set up a, a home station, so I loved working ham radio, so this was pretty much my only option besides uh, the mobile. So one day I decided to get a vertical antenna, I believe it was the uh, buddy, call, uh, buddy stick, and uh, try to set that up and work some QRP, and that boy, that took me forever. And I was, at first, I was discouraged, was the right word I was looking for, because I couldn't really get it right, you know? I couldn't get the station right. I couldn't really um, tune it right, and it took me forever, and it was hot, and I said, you know what? This is ridiculous. I got to stop this, and that's what pretty much most hams, uh, how they feel about working outdoors and QRP. It's just too much time to get things right, so, but the urge of working ham radio and getting on the air was was just overwhelming and I started to hello bird how are you <laughs> he's singing to me so I decided to uh, try it one more time and so I actually set up a station in my backyard and I took it my I took my time and setting it up perfectly in the backyard and that's what I suggest a lot of people should do uh, they should set up in the backyard and get their counterpoise right and find the right spot on the coil and, and then go out and set up so you know where everything is so you have a starting point you know but let's talk a little bit about what QRP is QRP is uh, operating with low power or reduced power. And the opposite of QRP is QRO, which is operating at full power or 100 watts or more. And uh, a lot of people enjoy working QRO because they could, uh, they feel they could reach more people this way. And make more contacts which is true you know the more watts you got the better chances you have to make a contact but what is QRP what's the power limits of QRP then that's a a question that is up for a debate <laughs> I remember when I used to do the videos up on YouTube uh, I used to get a lot of comments of uh, Tony you using that KX2 at 10 watts or the uh, 703 at 10 watts, or my Jagu at 10 watts. Hey, you're not uh, you're not running QRP. Five watts is QRP. Well, that's up for debate. You know, I usually go by the AWRL, and I remember reading up on it. And uh, and the AWRL states that 
QRP uh, for 5 watts is usually for CW. So uh, 5 watts and less for CW is QRP. And 10 watts and less is QRP for a single sideband phone. So QRP for me is 10 watts and below. But uh, talking about setting up portable here out in the woods, it's something that you need patience for. You need uh, total patience and and practice. Practice, practice, practice. So you're getting that perfect SWR on that vertical or that wire vertical or whatever. Uh, if you're using a 9-to-1 on-on and with a counterpoise and it's very, very uh, tedious uh, at first. But once you get the hang of it, like everything else, you get used to it. And it's, uh, you know the links that the counterpoise needs to be uh, to uh, make the radio somewhat close to the uh, SWR you're looking for. It's fun getting out of the shack and breathing fresh air and sending up out here. I know a lot of guys test out their equipment using Whisper. And that's okay, I guess, if you're using uh, digital modes or uh, CW. But for phone, uh, the, I think the best way to test your equipment is actually uh, getting on the air. And uh, they, are, so they do have some nets that um, are out here during the afternoons and evenings as well. And I usually get on the Ole Miss net. Um, I think it starts at 16.30 Zulu, if I'm not mistaken. And I test out my equipment that way. Uh, on that net, what it is is uh, they have a queue and they use net logger here. Um, but usually out in the field, I don't have a laptop. So it's kind of hard for me to know what what line I am on the queue. But I usually go up for grabs or something like that, and uh, stations usually contact me from wherever they hear me. So you can get a gauge on your your um, station and how it's performing by the contacts that you make on these on these nets. Uh, I have a some audio on the Ole Miss net and uh, made a contact uh, to I think it was Iowa if I'm not mistaken. I'm not listening to to it here now, but hey, I'll play that for you so you can understand a little bit of how the nets work. Kilo 9 Alpha Romeo Victor, I hear you very well, 5959 here in Florida. I didn't quite get the call sign, I'm, I, I apologize. I'm out uh, uh, running portable out in the uh, park today, so uh, yeah, I can hear you very well. Roger? Okay, I'll mark you as uh, portable. Uh, you're also 59 here in Iowa. Okay, very good. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Am I up? Uh, I don't have my net logger or uh, PC with me, so I. I apologize. I wonder, am I up uh, on the list? Roger, right, right, you're lying 
and if anybody could copy me, that would be great. Whiskey One Foxtrot Sierra Hotel. You're a 5959 here in Florida, Roger. Very good, very good. I appreciate it. Uh, how many calls today uh, on that control? I don't know. I just one, just one. Okay, Roger, Roger. Thank you so much for running the net. I'll give it back to you. This is Kilo 9 Alpha Romeo Victor, portable. So that's the net, and that's how they work. The good group of guys on each net, and I'm also on the uh, get on the uh, YL Systems uh, net, and I believe that's on 14.332. The YL Systems net and the OMIS net is on 14.290. So that's what where I'm predominantly on in the afternoons when I set up uh, QRP and how I test out my saw equipment. What is that? You guys hear that? I don't know what that is. Well, the main thing is getting outside and enjoying yourself, enjoying nature, being one with the trees and the birds. I'm sounding old Bob Rossi, but it's true. And that's the most important thing, getting out here and trying. Trying hard in practice. That's my uh, little bit of audio here for Christian and 100 Watts in a Wire podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. For 100 Watts in a Wire, this is Tony K9ARV saying 73s to everyone and uh, catch you next time. All right, I think we're going to leave it there. I think we're going to leave it there. Thank you all for your support, your continued support. Our sustaining members really help make things happen. Uh, and that membership is one of those things where it's a win-win-win. We talk about people making money in the ham radio world. We all want this hobby to continue. And uh, when you donate to the show and become a sustaining member for that year, you give $25 for one whole year, you have access to these contributing businesses who will offer you discounts, sometimes really deep discounts, you know, 10 or 15% on a battery, you know, or on an antenna may put you over and say, that's it, man. That's it. That actually gets me within range. That extra 10% may uh, enable you to buy some cabling uh, and give you a little bit more money uh, to get something else you're going to need. You can't just put up an antenna without rope or whatever, window weights. So the money that you save can be put back into the pot to help you out to get the rest of the stuff you need. Or you just save it. Put it away for something bigger. The third part of the win is the company may earn your business. And uh, that's important. Check out 100 Watts in a Wire. Look at the donate page and see what works for you. I appreciate you. If you can help the show, that's cool. If I can help you, that's cool. And if we together can help these businesses... 
That's a win-win-win. All right, I think warmer days are coming. This is not one of them. Hope to catch you on the air. Oh, one final comment. A lot of people were uh, writing and commenting about Steve, W7UDI's contact uh, with the two young people last week on the net. And I appreciate that. Steve isn't on Facebook. Um, and I understand that. We have a lot of listeners who are not on social media for whatever reasons they may be. Uh, Steve is not on Facebook, so probably isn't seeing the comments that did come in, but I want to pass those along to him in this form and uh, let you know that uh, those messages are being sent. It was a great cue, so he took uh, probably 10 minutes of net time, which uh, I think other nets may not have that flexibility. They're kind of in and out type of nets, and we get it. We understand. But our net in particular isn't so locked down that we can't take a break to uh, mentor and to uh, uh, to just talk, just talk to the next generation. He did it uh, with patience. He gave space uh, for the grandpa to relay information to help the young person uh, talk back to Steve, uh, to ID when needed, and uh, there was no doubling. If you listen back to this, no one interfered. No one uh, came in to to say relay or or contact uh they sat back as did steve they waited for these young people to uh say what they needed to say and then uh steve responded so it was a nice piece of audio i was glad i was able to catch that Uh, it was on a phone i caught it on a phone recording Uh, but that's really what it's all about take care of yourselves and take care of each other and by all means if you can please try and stay above the noise To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.